Diablo 4 has arrived. As the forces of hell gather, only you can stand in their way. Journey across the expansive open world of Sanctuary. Choose from five powerful classes, then progress them to fit your playstyle. Adventure with your friends in up to four-player co-op with cross-play and cross-progression on all platforms. Welcome to hell. Diablo 4, available now. Rated M for Mature. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Love this episode. It's a very, very cool episode because Euthphoria was created by um, Fiona based off the feedback that she got from her TikTok community and her social media community. So I'm really excited for you guys to tune into this. Um, and also, don't forget, topics are coming up. And if there are any brands listening, if you guys have not sent us your latest products to try and to you know see if we can include them in our topics, please make sure you email us. Um, the email to reach us at the best one is skincareanarchy at gmail.com. That's the easiest one. And yeah, we will definitely take a look and keep everything into consideration. But I hope you guys loved the episode. And one more time before I go, please, 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 if you have not already, go onto Apple Podcasts and leave us a written review. Not just the five stars, although we love the five stars. We really need you guys to go in write us one or two sentences and a, and a review of what you think about our podcast. This helps us so much. I can't even tell you. So please, if you have a minute right now, just go on to Apple Podcasts, find Skincare Anarchy, and leave us a written review. Thanks, guys, and have a wonderful Makeup Monday. Welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. I have such an amazing guest. I've been super excited about this interview because this is definitely my favorite lip gloss line. I'm obsessed with it for so many different reasons. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to the founder of Youthphoria, Fiona Chan. Welcome to the show, Fiona. I am so honored to host you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's such an honor. And I absolutely, like I said, I adore your brand and I want to learn all about it. But first I want to ask you, how did you get into beauty? Like, how did this come about? I did not come from the industry. Actually, prior to this, I was working in tech. I used to basically go um, sell software to data centers. And that actually took me to some of the most polluted cities in the world. Um, fast forward a couple of years later, COVID hit, and I just decided I really wanted to create makeup that I could see as an extension of my skincare. But yeah. um, prior to Euphoria, literally had no no experience in beauty, no contacts in beauty at all. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think the best things come from those that are kind of outside of this realm because you start seeing things differently. I mean, I know I've interviewed a lot of founders, don't get me wrong, that are from the beauty industry and they make great stuff. But some of the best products I've seen have been from people who are like in IT or in science or, you know, like just other uh, backgrounds. Now, I want to actually want to talk to you because I kid you not, when I first saw your products, I... um it took me back. Like, I'm not going to lie. It took me back to being like a kid. And I was, I was obsessed with like Polly Pocket and like those kind of cool toys, right? Being a millennial. And when I first saw it, I was like, this is the most beautiful packaging and this is the most beautiful look. So tell me how all of this came to be. Like, you know, the idea and like, you know, for everyone listening, when you get the lip glosses, it's like the most beautiful magnetic, like uh plate that you can put them on and they're, they have magnetic tops, which you can like kind of stack them. So I want to learn all about that because this is such a, unique, unique uh, idea. 
Yeah, even the name euphoria kind of refers to this emotion where when you're really happy in your adult life, you get taken back to your favorite childhood memories. Um, This is an emotion that I've always experienced that I just didn't think had a name to it. So I named it euphoria and definitely in our products and in our packaging, I, you know, want to have that feeling evoked and you're completely right. I think for me, um, some of my happiest memories are funnily enough, uh, the first time I got to buy like lip glosses and, and makeup, you know, it's something where I remember begging my mom, um, you know, for years and years to, you know, finally let me buy makeup. So it's definitely a feeling that I just remember that excitement of finally being able to have my own makeup. I, I definitely wanted that in the brand. Yeah, no, I, I'm sorry, my uh, Zoom thing cut out. But no, I, I think that it definitely came through because, you know, when I when I looked at the, when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, cool, they're beautiful colors. But um, when I really came to the packaging, I was like, I'm obsessed because the little plate that comes with it, the magnetic base, um, you know, I put all of them on there and I was just like, oh my God, look at this. And I kid you not, I was running around the house, like showing my fiance and I was like, look how cute this is. Like I was just going crazy. So, you know, it was it was a cool experience from the beginning. And then when I tried the brand, um, you know, for everyone listening, this is like, you know, how we always look for lip glosses that are just they're not too much. Right. That's what we want, especially as professional women. You know, it's it's hard to find brands that do that right. And so for me, I think the most intriguing intriguing part is that you have really nailed the colors here. I mean, they're just beautiful colors. So how did that uh, the whole color story come about? Like, what you know, how did you pick those? Yeah, for the lip glosses, I really wanted a set of, you know, five colors where anyone could wear them. So I always think about, you know, skin tones and skin undertones and what colors would give the most variety with um, that, you know, the most variety for, you know, a wide range of skin tones. So that's kind of how I thought about it, not going too too warm or too cool. Um, but I wanted something where, because I think with lips, you can always change it every day and it kind of changes, you know, like who you are for that, di- for that day. For me, it's something where, you know, when I wear, when I used to study for exams, I would have to wear a very specific lip color to give me that confidence. Or if I'm going on a date, I would wear something else to feel, you know, sultry or something like that. Um, so I wanted something that that would work um, for for anyone really. And that's kind of how I thought about these these colors. Like I definitely think there's like a emotion or you know even a different type of persona per color. Yeah, absolutely. No, there definitely is, and it really puts you like you get into it, you know, I think one of my favorite things about beauty is that it puts you in, you know, like you just explained, you know, it puts you in this vibe and having that perfect lip gloss, right. Or that lip color, whatever it is that makes us feel more beautiful or energized or powerful. It makes a huge difference. It really does. And, you know, when you can do that and then also enjoy like just, I guess, the simplicity of a product and being able to put it in your bag. Like I love the sizing, for example, you know, the glosses aren't like, you know, huge and bulky. That was one of my biggest pet peeves. I kid you not like, you know, but I would go to Sephora and buy these beautiful colors, but I'm like, how am I going to ever fit this in my clutch? You know, like a tiny little like clutch that you just take out when you go out. And I, I used to get so frustrated because I'm like, this is not, you know, it's just not practical. So I think you've hit so many things, you know, like that, that people I think just don't, think about but it's always like an issue with uh beauty products so i, I really want to i want to get your um you know your insight on what went into creating like just the overall aesthetic i know that i'm sure that a lot of um uh, people uh you know and consumers uh were giving you feedback right so i would love for you to talk about that 
Yeah. So I started the brand uh, right when COVID hit and it was like, you know, that first week of COVID, we were, you know, really in lockdown. And I remember just looking at, you know, my my beauty cabinet and looking at all my makeup products, everything was black and white or it was pink and white and thinking, you know, I would love something that was just more colorful, you know, when I, like even our tagline life's messy, but your makeup isn't it's because I was building this out of a very messy apartment during lockdown. I just wanted something that was really fun. Um, you know, I really do believe makeup should be fun. It, it's, it should be like an expression of, you know, who you want to become that day or who you want to be that day. So that's something I really wanted to bring in the branding was just like this kind of, you know, fun that's love. There's a lot of levity um, in, in the brand. Right. No, it, it is. It's it's a really, really fun brand. And I think you definitely nailed that. Um, you know, in the world of TikTok, I want to actually get your opinion about that, because I feel like a lot of people, they gravitate towards, you know, just this fast paced media world. And I want to know, like, as a founder, how has that been for you in terms of marketing or like getting the uh, the word out there about your brand? Yeah, TikTok has been huge for us. I really like that content style just because it's really quick. It's very snappy for me. You know, it's it's a hundred percent a creative outlet. If I am, um, you know, even taking a break between you know doing boring stuff like being on Excel or anything like that, I will try to make a TikTok just because it's really fun. Um, what's what's really interesting about TikTok is that you have to just be really quick about you know your main selling points. It's an eight second you know, content format. I really like it because I think it's, it would be much harder to make, you know, 30 minutes worth of content, like consistently every day. But it's, it's also like a really fun community. Um, You know, going into this, I didn't know that I would be making a couple TikToks a day. I knew that, you know, we, I knew that I wanted to have a brand that would do well, you know, on video, just because I love consuming video content. Um, But I had no idea that I would be making the content itself. Yeah, honestly, uh, TikTok is still a mystery to me. So I'm going to have to uh, bug you for some tips. (laughs) Yeah, my biggest advice is, you know, just make content that's unique to your style that you can um, produce at volume. Like I think TikTok, what I really like about TikTok is that it's very unique to yourself. So if you're a person that likes to create this style of content, like you will be rewarded for that. And, you know, that's not true for every platform. So I really love that about TikTok. I love that. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that it's definitely a great platform if you can like really figure out how to use it best. And I think, you know, for I'm a millennial, you know, and being older, I'm always like, well, you know, eight seconds. Dang, you know, like I can't even I can't do anything in eight seconds. But it's for me, it's been, uh, you know, kind of an uphill battle. But I think it definitely works um, for all of the new founders out there, you know, it's a really great uh, platform. Now, I want to I want to focus on the the brand because I know we talked about the lip glosses a lot, but you guys have some other amazing products. So, you know, I guess my question really is, you know, when you were doing your market research and your homework on what consumers wanted, what were, um, you know, how was that? And, you know, what what was the process of you figuring out what your first um, products would be in the line? Yeah, to be honest, I didn't do a lot of um, consumer research. I didn't actually tell anyone, not really, um, that I was starting a brand. I think I told my parents and my husband because he kind of saw what I was going through. Um, But I didn't really ask too many people. Uh, When I had the idea for Color Changing Blush, it was because I really wanted to create a universally flattering blush. So I kind of approached it from like a problem solving angle of like, how do we actually 
do this and have it work for you know a variety of skin tones, but also skin textures and a, a variety of age ranges and skin types. Um, one day it really just hit me like, oh, color changing would make a lot of sense. And the way that I like to think about it is, you know, you have like a you know a spectrum of um, skin tones, and you know it's just a little hit of hit of pink, and you know that's kind of the perfect shade. Um, to be honest, I didn't know if it would work or not. And some of our early formulas definitely, you know, they're definitely not cute. Um, I'll be very honest with that. Even getting color uh, right in an oil format is, is a little bit challenging. But you know, one of the formulas that we did end up going with or early version of it. Um, I remember swatching it on my husband. He's much darker than I am. He has a different undertone than I do. And it was a different color on him. And that's when I knew like, okay, maybe we're we're onto something. Um, it was definitely like the right shade of, you know, what would be blush for him, uh, for his skin tone. And it was very different on me. And I was like, this is really cool. Like, you know, when you can get surprised by beauty products, like that's always a really cool feeling. Um, and in terms of like just my process, I always like, I don't know when you select the final formula, like there's a definitely a different feeling to it. And even like that process of, um, you know, when you're creating products to when you actually launch it and know what you're going to talk about, like it's a pretty fun process. Cause you'll have these moments of just like, okay, this is, this is going to be cool. This is like, this is like what a cool feature. Um, every time I can get surprised, um, you know, it's always a great feeling. And then with primer, you know, I actually went, uh, about that because I really needed the product. I am someone who has just incredibly sensitive skin. When I was younger, um, have definitely experienced a few hospital trips because of just crazy, crazy allergic reactions to makeup. Um, and as a, as a result, I'm unable to wear a lot of makeup, um, which, which sucks because I really love it. So with that one, what we did was, you know, I really wanted to create something that could protect my sensitive skin from, you know, just, uh, you know, just harmful ingredients and, and um, protect my skin from makeup as well. No, it makes sense. And that's, I, I love that you put that, um, you know, into a product. I love that you created a line because of that. There's so many people that have this problem of allergies and, the, you know, not knowing what's in their product, especially with makeup, you know, on this podcast, I try to bring on a lot of skincare um, founders, as, as you know, and I, you know, we always talk about ingredients, but it's very rare to talk about the ingredients in makeup and like, you know, what really goes into it because it's a huge area that needs to be discussed, in my opinion. I mean, you know, people look at the inky list of, you know, skincare products and they dissect every ingredient, but then how many of you out there have looked at your makeup? and thought, what is in this? You know, like, how did they make the gloss? How did they make it this consistency? Those are the kind of questions that I think definitely need to be asked. And the fact that you asked them before you even created a product, that's remarkable, truly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I will dissect an inky list, of course, in, in skincare. And I kept wondering, like, am I wasting all of my time and energy looking at, you know, my skincare routine, because I'm not really paying attention to, you know, the next, the, the, the very next step, which is everything that I put on my face for makeup, and I'm wearing these products out for, you know, 16 hours a day, or what have you. Um, so yeah, I, I do kind of take a skincare approach to formulating makeup, um, making sure that we're really creating these like true skincare makeup hybrids. Yeah, no, they're really, really, really great products. And I, I think that's very important. You know, this, this aspect that we're talking about, I think a lot of people, um, you know, we gravitate towards makeup with this idea that I need to find the perfect color for my blush or the perfect color for my, my lips, but very uh, few times do we stop and think, 
um, you know, what, what is it that I really need that is going to last me? And I, it's something I would want to use over and over again throughout the day. Like, you know, there have been, for me, I can tell you my own story, you know, lipstick has been a challenge, like the bane of my existence, my entire life, you know, finding this perfect, I guess you could call it nude or whatever you want to call it. And, um, you know, for me, for the longest time, I didn't care what, company it was I was just looking for that perfect color and by doing that as a consumer I feel like I cheated myself out of really really healthy options when it comes to what I'm putting on my skin and and my lips or whatever and 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 the reason I say that is because people don't realize you know everything is vascular on our face you know you have blood vessels everywhere so whatever you put on your face whether it's makeup or skincare it's going to on some degree be absorbed into your bloodstream so you have to be very careful about the brands that you pick and you know what their ethics are and what their principles are behind what they're creating because this could lead to reaction like you explained you know that you had when you were growing up yeah and also like lipsticks and lip glosses like we definitely swallow a lot of that um which is a little bit scary to think about and you know when i made this brand i kept thinking i wish i knew this when i was a teenager like maybe i would have made different choices in terms of products if 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 it was even available but it's something you know i think about now um that i wish you know i thought about when i was younger Absolutely. Absolutely. And also um, with your blush product, I just want to say the first time I saw like that custom uh, blush idea was by Dior and I went nuts. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. It changes because of the pH of your skin. I just went crazy. And so when you, when you're giving me this option and you're giving it in a way that is available to so many consumers, especially the youth, I think that's so phenomenal because we live in a world where it's like, we wear this color and wear this undertone and this, you know, peach is in for the summer or whatever, but it's like, no one does this whole, you know, customized be you kind of idea. And so I would love for you to speak about that and what you've noticed especially in the in the generation now with gen z you know um and this idea of just doing what makes you feel beautiful rather than going with the trends and um all of that jazz if you could comment on that yeah i think you know before we used to watch a lot of like youtube gurus and that was a really big thing but you know the challenge with learning how to do makeup um, when your reference point is someone else's face shape is that you don't really know how to like look at your own features and how to highlight your and accentuate what makes you unique. Um, and that's the thing I really love about beauty and um, that it is so personal that, you know, this is, you know, the color of your skin, these are your features and you can definitely just highlight and accentuate that. Um, a lot of, you know, when I give advice to people of like, how do they even contour or do highlights? I just tell them like, look at the shadowing of your face. You know, I think there's a lot, um, there's a lot more like intuitive beauty that can happen or even like techniques where you're just looking at, you know, this is my face shape. I'm not going to look like, you know, the people that I see on YouTube or the people I see on TV. And let's just highlight the, the, the features that we have. And same thing with blush, you know, um, blush, you know, it's, it's, your cheeks like that's a big part of your face and finding the right undertone just makes like all the difference sometimes we get comments um from our customers that that are really cute it's like this is not the color i would ever pick for myself but this is what my husband says is my natural you know flush when i'm very embarrassed and you know that's always that's always really nice to hear because it is really just accentuating what you already have and i think you know it's um beauty isn't really you know inner beauty isn't really trend led it's it is really something that you find within yourself absolutely i love that i love that you said that yeah i absolutely agree and i think you know um it's it's definitely easier when you have founders 
you know, such as yourself that are creating products that make that easy to do. You know, I think a lot of women and men, you know, out there, they, we all search for this, right. And we all know in our hearts, like, well, I want to find something that's just for me. It's a custom fit. And, um, but to find that, you know, in the, in the plethora of products that we see in the beauty industry, it's a very, very hard thing to do. I mean, most of us, what we go to Sephora, right. Or Ulta and we just go shopping, but you know, how many times do you really stop to think like, well, I want to find that one brand that I can really rely on. That's always going to be there. And I feel like that's exactly what you've created. Like, you know, for everyone listening before uh, we got on this call, I was just telling her how, you know, we, I, I'm obsessed with two of the lip glosses. <laughs> I wear them every day. I'm not even lying. I wear them every day. I layer them and they're just so perfect because you know, um, as someone who grew up in like this academic environment and professional, I guess, attire, we always had to like stick to these rules, right? Like going into like our rotations or whatever, we couldn't wear things like lip gloss, we couldn't wear things like lipstick. So, you know, to have your products um, and then have them being so flattering and then also at the same time subtle, that's a very hard thing to accomplish as a makeup brand. So, you know, I really, really appreciate what you've created here because I know that there's a lot of young professionals out there that need that. Yeah, and I actually wonder if like even like the tide of, you know, that very button down, you have to dress a certain way, a lot of grays, wears, well, you know, wearing a lot of grays to the office. I wonder if even that trend is going to start shifting. You know, I hope so. I hope so too. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think it matters. Like if you have tattoos or if you wear this if, and you're a doctor, that shouldn't make a difference. I mean, you know, I know in the medical profession, I can speak of it because they're very strict about, oh, if you have a tattoo, you have to cover it up. You know, don't wear anything bold on your lips. Don't do this. And it's like, you know what, if you're a good, if you're good at what you do, you're good at what you do, period. You know, so we shouldn't have that limiting mindset, but unfortunately that's the world we live in. So um, you know, I'm just glad that your products are like, they're catering to that, but they're still promoting this idea of self-expression. I think that's truly, um, you know, genius. It, it, it's a very hard thing to do. Yeah. And now- I also, yeah, I just want to add like, and I also wanted, you know, to, to promote fun. I think, you know, makeup is about fun and, you know, it sucks if uh, your profession kind of limits the colors that you can wear, but, you know, hopefully if it's, you know, within that nude range, you're still kind of um, experiencing fun with our products. Absolutely. And okay, so I want to talk about, you know, the journey of I'm actually applying the lip gloss right now for everyone speaking. <laughs> I just, just putting on this color. Um, this is one of my favorite colors, go play with fire. Um, and then I, I was telling, um, I was telling Fiona before we started, I combine it at the base, I use 3am, the color 3am and I put uh, play with fire on top. And it is just it is, it's fire. Let's just put it that way. It's amazing. It's a beautiful color. But, you know, I want to talk about, um, you know, just this idea of giving, I guess, teenagers or people who are new to makeup um, this option, right? So I want to talk to you about that and about that experience of, you know, when we first discover makeup, especially as I think young girls, you know, it's definitely a moment. So was that something you thought about a lot when you created your packaging and the look and feel of the products or... How did that? Yeah, um... Yeah, I definitely created a brand that I wish I had when I was younger. I mean, I am someone who I loved makeup when I was like 12. I think I've discovered it really young. Um, But, you know, we have customers that are discovering makeup for the first time, probably in their late 20s. And, you know, it's still like a very it's a very personal experience when you first kind of start 
you know, discovering makeup and playing with different products and watching, you know, video tutorials. Um, you know, when I was a teenager, I would watch YouTube videos. Now I'm sure it's like TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. Um, but it's a very personal and very fun experience. I just remember thinking when I was a teenager, you know, I had terrible skin, had a lot of acne, had a lot of sensitive skin. Um, you know, that, that, for the most part, my skin hasn't changed. Um, although, you know, I don't have like hormonal breakouts anymore, but just not even knowing, you know, um, if, if, if my makeup was like ruining my skin and I remember not caring, um, to be honest, it wasn't something I researched. So for, um, when we were developing the brand, I just wanted, you know, as, as nice ingredients as possible. I really think about it from like a skincare approach. Like I really wanted to make these skincare makeup hybrids just cause I, thought, you know, it would be really nice if makeup was like actually good for your skin. Um, but yeah, again, coming from a place where I really, really wish I had this when I was younger, but also I really want to wear these products, you know, in the next, you know, 20 years of my life or what have you. And these are products that I want my mom to wear. Um, and, you know, she's at the age where she's not wearing a lot of makeup because she thinks the textures make her look really old. Um, and, you know, that's something I really think about. So um, yeah, it's something where, I want to wear these for the next couple of decades and, um, you know, wish I had it when I was 15 as well. Absolutely. I think that's, uh, that's, you know, really hitting it on the head because as women and, you know, as we age, it's very, very difficult to find the right makeup. And it's very difficult. It gets, you know, you go through a phase, right? You go through this whole transition of, well, is it appropriate? Is it not appropriate? Do I want this? But I th- that's where it really comes in with, um, you know, what I was saying about, how the colors are still, you know, they're very flattering. They're still layerable, which I think is huge. Um, I think that layering makeup is something that is uh, not done enough. Like, you know, creating products that are really, truly, you know, able to be layered. That's I don't see that enough. And um, I think you've definitely created that here. Now, you know, as far as, as, far as one of the colors, the, um, the 3AM color, it's this beautiful mauve color. And um, I, I will you know, when I use it, I usually like amp it up. If I'm going out at night or if I'm doing something in the evening, I have a dinner, you can like, de- you can definitely layer it is my point, you know, and it's not that icky dry feeling that a lot of like, for example, liquid lipsticks have, because I'm not, you know, I'm not going to lie. Some of the only colors that were this mauve color were liquid lip. And it was like, it would drive me crazy. Cause I'm like, I look like I'm ready to go to like a drag show right now. You know, like I don't look normal. I'd look I look very done up, you know, so I, I think that by creating this, you've definitely, definitely given us so many more options. Yeah, lip glosses are really fun because, you know, lip glosses, they are shiny, so they reflect light. Um, even like when I think about makeup, I always think about like, where will you, where will people be? Will they be outdoors? Will they be indoors where there's like, you know, indoor lighting? How is, how are our products going to reflect light back? And, you know, if they're walking across a room, across different, you know, there's like different lighting, like, will it, will it look nice? So that's what I really love about lip glosses. They always add like a, just like a hit of dimension to the lower part of your face. And it creates a lot of nice balance. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. Now um, for just to round up the interview, I really want to ask you about how it's been to be an entrepreneur, you know, and launching a brand like this. I mean, you know, how many years went behind this and how was your journey? And, and do you have any advice for all of the young professionals out there that might want to kind of follow in your footsteps and create something so unique? Yes, I started this about a little bit over two years ago, um, but we've launched just a little bit over a year. And to be honest, what surprised me the most about 
just the entrepreneurship journey is that it's much more of a mental health journey for me um, more than anything else. And I'm, I, and I am very grateful for that because it's, you know, uh, caused me to kind of face some of my fears or some of these habits um, that I have had, but I'm extremely grateful because, you know, I get to create products that I really want. And when you kind of see it come together, it's, it is a very, incredible feeling that I, I can't describe. I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that before. It's incredibly rewarding. But, um, you know, a lot of times it's not always easy. I always give myself a lot of uh, grace, especially every time I'm trying something new. I always tell myself, you know, if I'm doing something that has never been done before, I don't need imposter syndrome. I just need to like kind of figure it out. And that's been something that um, has helped me a lot. And um, for any future entrepreneurs, I would say just go for it. You become very resilient through this entire process. You learn a lot about yourself. Um, but, you know, resilience is something that you kind of develop muscle memory for. I remember like just early things that have gone wrong and almost every single week there's something that goes wrong. Um, but, you know, in the early days, you know, I would probably like have a mental breakdown or something like that. Now I, I definitely approach these things very differently. I, I will you know, I come to expect it now. Um, so just kind of just building that muscle memory for expecting things to go wrong and kind of, you know, figuring out how to solve these problems as they arise. Like that's something that's really new for me. And I will also say um, for, you know, anyone that has an idea, like you should go for your your idea. I think it's really important to remember that your experiences are very unique to yourself. No one can ever take that away. And that's what's going to make your business so special. I love that. I really love that. And you're absolutely right. You know, I think entrepreneurship is definitely one of those paths that you have to be very, very resilient to kind of, you know, take it all the way. So I loved, I love everything you said and I love the advice and I hope everyone listening out there, if you are, and you know, trying to be an entrepreneur, you're thinking about it, definitely, definitely follow um, Fiona's advice. This is, uh, you know, really good stuff, what she just said. And this brand is phenomenal. So, um, you know, if you guys are interested, which you should be, because it's really, really great, go to youthforia.co. So that's youth and then F-O-R-I-A.co and check out all the products. They're so lovely. The brand is just created so beautifully and it's just, it's great. Yeah. I can't rave enough about it. And I'm sure a lot of you um, will see it on my personal account, which is Dermal Unity. I'll be posting a lot of, uh, you know, me having fun with makeup <laughs> so uh look out for that but thank you so much fiona this has been so lovely and you are just such a rock star so i i really applaud you for what you've created here thank you so much thank you